This is the Value Investor Podcast with Tracy Reinick. All things value, all the time. Welcome back, value investors. So the great rotation out of the growth stocks appears to be continuing as some of them are having a little bit of difficulty getting any momentum coming off their earnings reports here in the third quarter earnings season. But if the growth stocks don't have any kind of momentum, what about those value stocks? Some of those must be hot, right? Because stocks are at all-time highs. So something something has to be working here. And one industry we know that we'll, we will find the value stocks with momentum is definitely the home builders. They're cheap, and now they're up big over the second half of 2019, and they will likely continue to rally a bit here into the spring because that's historically what they've done um, when the housing story is good, so to speak. So people will buy them in the summer and anticipating that uh, going into the spring, things will be strong. And then we all will just wait and see what the spring home buying season is like. And if that's good, then the shares might get a little bit more of a bid up into the summer of next year. Um, but that's usually when most investors will like exit their positions um, right around that spring buying season. So all of the uh, buying is an anticipation of what may happen next year, which is expected to be uh, pretty good. But this podcast is not about the home builders. It's about what else is hot right now. And I know that the growth investors love to buy momentum and they've been able to do it basically the last four to five years. It's all been mostly on the growth side. But what about us value investors? Should we be buying this momentum too? I think we should. It's kind of like getting the best of both worlds if you're buying a momentum value stock, right? It sounds kind of weird even to say it because we haven't seen it that much in the last, um, you know, numerous years here because most of the momentum stocks are in the growth category. But as my colleague Dave Bartosiak likes to say about the momentum, that once you get into the momentum, it usually begets more momentum. So these are the types of stocks I want to get into. And it's a cheap stock, but it's trading at new highs. That's pretty bullish. So how could I find these? I thought I would screen for value stocks, and then I would start with those trading near their 52-week highs to get some of the, that momentum. And then I did think that that would probably exclude the energy stocks, at least those EMPs, the exploration and production guys, even though those are on the cheap part of the equation, those are trading many of them at multi-year lows, like five-year lows even in some cases. So those are probably going to be not showing up in my in this type of screen. Uh, but that's good because we didn't want those. We do want those companies that are still cheap, but now are starting to really find that upward momentum um, because the market is discovering them, basically. So here's what I screened for in the screen. So I did do within 10% of the 52-week high to try to get those that are, you know, at least nearly breaking out or 
basically breaking out. I did add the Zach's rank of number one, which is the strong buy, or number two, which is the buy. And hopefully, now that we're a couple weeks into earnings season two, that those are going to be, um, the rank is going to give me some stocks where, you know, something good happened. And now the analysts are getting even more bullish and raising those earnings estimates. So um, that should hopefully give us the, the, the better earnings outlook. And then for the value component, instead of doing just what we normally do, which is just like a PE or a PEG or a price to sales, our normal valuation metrics, I chose to use the Zach's value score. This is the style score. We have one for value um, growth and momentum, but I chose to use the value one and it, it works in like ABC, that kind of uh, ranking. And I chose the value score of A which is the highest score. So this is pretty strong Zaxi type of screen here, a Zaxiness in the screen, so to speak, because I'm both using both the style score and I'm using the high Zax rank. So that's um, among what we would consider to be the top stocks in value would be these ones that have the A and our number ones and number twos. So also remember, because I'm using the style score it's not going to be necessarily the pure play of value cheapness like we would find just using PE. While there is like the value fundamentals are wrapped into the into the value score, it also looks at other things, including the cheapness of the company compared to its industry peers. So you could get some companies in there that you you may be like, well, Tracy, I don't think that stock is all that quote unquote cheap. Um, so I was cognizant of that as I was running the screen and I was kind of curious to see how many of those types like growth stocks, but the cheap, the cheap growth stocks within their own industry. Um, and so when I ran the screen, I got just 34 stocks. So it's pretty narrow because I'm looking for that high. I'm looking for the good rank and the top value style score of A. So I took a look at uh, what was in there. And um, interestingly, I did not get that many companies that I thought might be like kind of hidden, hidden growth stocks, like the cheap ones in their industry, but not all that cheap. I really did get uh, mostly just cheap stocks, although I picked five to talk about today and I didn't look at them beforehand. I didn't look at like PEs or anything. I just went off what the screen was. And then I went and looked up to see like how cheap is this on like the classic fundamentals. And surprisingly, they're all pretty much cheapness even there. So so let's dive, dive right in and see what I found here. So the first company out the gate is H&E Equipment Services. The ticker is H-E-E-S. I know I've talked about them on some of the podcasts in the past. They are an infrastructure play mostly because they uh, are equipment rental company. And they are a competitor of United Rentals. That one is ticker URI, which was not in the screen actually. But these uh, H&E is a smaller competitor compared to URI. And they only have a $1.2 billion market cap. And they're also distinguished from United Rentals because they pay a dividend. And it's currently yielding 3.2% because year-to-date, these shares are now up 68.7% because you know they are going to be um, having nice years because they are trading near that, you know, all or 52 week high and 
uh, H&E is right near that, uh, you know, breakout level of having that score of almost 100%. So they're right at their high. And then I took a look at their PEs and all that stuff, and they're still pretty cheap on a classic fundamental level. So PE is 14.3. Price to sales is just one, which is right at the level of value. And um, a lot of people are diving into these infrastructure plays now because the Fed has basically telegraphed that they are done cutting, but they're not going to be raising for quite some time. So a lot of people think that the infrastructure plays are the place to be. So that's why you have the big bid up in these shares, but they're still cheap. So that's H&E Equipment Services, H-E-E-S. And then switching over to the semiconductors, uh, the old mainstay, Intel, ticker I-N-T-C, did make this list. They're trading at about 92% of their 52-week high, and it's up 22% year-to-date. So um, not quite as big a breakout, but given that the semiconductors were really beaten down the last uh, year or so, trading near 92% of those highs is pretty impressive. Uh, The PE is still a value level, 12.5, and then their price-to-sales ratio is 3.6. They do pay a dividend, too, 2.2%, so you are getting something to hold on to one of the older names in the semis, which is Intel, I-N-T-C. And then uh, we don't have any home builders on in these five stocks because I kind of excluded those, but we do have something related to the home builders and it's called Builders First Source. And if you don't, if you've never heard of it, you can basically figure out what they do based off of their name. They're the first source for builders, right? BLDR is the ticker there. And so they provide roofs, floor trusses, wall panels, stairs, pre-hung doors, windows, all the stuff that builders would need to build, basically. And again, because the home builders are quite hot right now and um, home building is still strong, people are buying new homes and remodeling. These shares are up big. They are at their highs, basically, 52-week highs, up 109% year-to-date. So I know you're thinking, oh, yeah, 109%. How could they possibly be a value here? But even on the classic value metric, they still are. So the PE is at 12.9 still and price to sales of just 0.4. So that's definitely a value metric. There's no dividend with this one. And it is a mid cap at 2.5 billion market cap. So if you didn't want to own the home builders, you might want to take a look at something like a builder's first source. BLDR. And then switching back over kind of to the technology area, Sony, which I know I've talked about on prior podcast episodes, but they're still cheap. SNE is the ticker. They're trading right at their highs as well, but year to date up just 25%. So they've kind of lagged for a while because the market has been ignoring them for several years here. Now they're kind of in this transition point where they have the PlayStation, they're going to be rolling out the new PlayStation, but not, I think it's next year, 2020. So, and they're not discounting the current one, which some people thought they would do just to move that um, old inventory basically out of there. So sales of the gaming have been hit, but this is known. Everybody's kind of pricing that in. They had a good, um, 
quarter, last quarter in their movie business because they had the Spider-Man, which did really good numbers. So they have a lot going on. Music was good. All their all their segments are doing uh pretty well, actually. And they're still being overlooked, but maybe not anymore because they are trading right at that new high. So their P is now at 16.3. So it's a little bit elevated compared to where it was. Price to sales, though, is just one. So that's right on the value area. And they do pay a dividend, but it's pretty small. It's just 0.6%. But if you're looking for one of these big media conglomerate type of companies that... Um, it looks like it has some momentum here. We'll see if this breakout can hold. But if you are and you don't want to own like a Disney, and uh, that has a bad Zach's rank actually at the moment of like a five, a strong sell. But Sony's got the one or the two here. You might want to keep that one on your list instead. And then I'm wrapping up with an energy company. So... Um, not an EMP, however, because those are at the five-year lows. So they're going the wrong way. But what could possibly be going the other way, you're asking? Well, the refiners. So Phillips 66 is the refiner. They are ticker PSX. They're the fourth largest refiner in the U.S. They have a market cap of $51 billion. I don't think I've talked about any refineries in quite some time. But uh, this one is still cheap. Year to date, though, the share's up 34%. They're trading at about 99% of their 52-week their high there. So right around their 52-week high. PE is 14.1. Price to sales is 0. 0.5. They're actually holding an analyst meeting this week and just announced that they're lowering capital spending in 2020 by about 10%. So they said outlays would be 3 to $3.5 compared to 3.3 to 3.5 this year. But um, analysts, I don't think, are surprised by that. So we'll see if you get any kind of pullback in the shares here or not. But dividend, you do get one, and it's yielding 3.1%, which is pretty nice here. So if you're looking for an energy play that has the upward momentum, not the downward, and the good Zach's rank, then take a look at some of these refineries. This one is Phillips 66 and it's PSX. So those are the five stocks that are trading like near their highs now. So some money is rotating into these value stocks and the valuations on all five of these are still looking pretty attractive. We're not seeing any nosebleed levels, nothing even above 20 here. And the price to sales ratios other than on Intel are all looking pretty much values or right at the value cutoff there. So it's got a couple classic value fundamentals here mixed in with that Zach style score of A. So you got to like it. Uh, maybe the time is on for us value investors that have been holding on to some of these companies for quite some time waiting for the stock market and Wall Street to finally recognize that yes, there's value here. These businesses are solid and they're cheap. So people need to be diving in and they have been on these five companies. So you're getting both value stocks, cheapness with the momentum. That's pretty rare. And um, also with the good earnings outlook. So I'm liking what's happening out there. I am able to find value stocks right now. And if some of these growth names sell off some more, they might fit into some value categories. And that could be kind of interesting going into 2020 as well. But as always, you want to subscribe to make sure that you're getting all of our podcasts here um, because you don't want to miss a single episode. I'm bringing you these stocks 
all the time here and you want to subscribe. So you can get us on Spotify. You can also get us on Apple Podcasts and we're on SoundCloud with Zach's Market Edge, but get us somewhere. And let me recap the stocks one more time because I know that's why you're all listening in. So we had H&E, which is H-E-E-S. That's the infrastructure play with the equipment rentals. We had a semiconductor, Intel, I-N-T-C. We had a builder's contractor, Builders First Source, BLDR, and then we had Sony, SNE, and then Philips, the refinery, PSX. So be sure to join us next week as I come back with even more value stocks. This material is being provided for informational purposes only, and nothing herein constitutes investment, legal, accounting, or tax advice, or a recommendation to buy, sell, or hold a security. Do not act or rely upon the information and advice given in this podcast without seeking the services of competent and professional legal, tax, or accounting counsel. Publication and distribution of this podcast is not intended to create, and the information contained herein does not constitute an attorney-client relationship. No recommendation or advice is being given as to whether any investment or strategy is suitable for a particular investor. It should not be assumed that any investments in securities, companies, sectors, or markets identify and described were or will be profitable. All information is current as of the date herein and is subject to change without notice. Any views or opinions expressed may not reflect those of Zach's investment research as a whole.